everyone talking about a national divorce? Hey, this is James from TravelPunk.com. Back with another episode. Once again, doing it mobile. Uh, unlike last time, which was like July 4th. Um, due to being sick and timing constraints, we're doing this on the drive home from work. So... Uh, if you came from this show listening to Jack Spirico back in the day, you'll remember uh, his wonderful podcast when he did it in his Dodge, his Jetta, not Dodge. It wasn't a Dodge. It was a, it was a Jetta, Jetta TDI, whatever Jetta is. Um, is that the name brand? Anyway, why everyone is talking about a national divorce, aka a peaceful divorce, aka a non-violent secession of the United States. So, this one uh, could be a, probably a short one, definitely no more than like 30 minutes, but if you want to follow up, we can we can touch this when we have Catch Potato Mike back on the podcast. Um, what is a national divorce? So, a national divorce is basically the United States of America breaking up. Um, no longer being the United States, maybe being a couple of different United States. Um, the South United States, you know, the, and, and maybe, maybe sections like, so it doesn't necessarily have to be a split divide, like say red versus blue, North versus South, like it was in the civil war. It could be split many different ways. Um, you know, as few as like, say four or five and as many as like a hundred the United States is freaking huge and huge population and it's it's hard it's hard to like get such a gigantic area with vastly different circumstances to be cohesive as a country you know, when the founding fathers did it, you know, we won. <laughs> One, we literally did not have this much area. It was mostly the, you know, the colonial states like New Hampshire, New England, those states. Um, it certainly wasn't, you know, the entire area that it is now. And the population was nowhere near as big as it is now. It's easier to get a... And, and I'm... Not everyone agreed on everything back then. Obviously, they didn't. There's definitely many people that were still loyalists to the to the old king. So, I'm not saying that they had a unified dream, a unified vision. Uh, they weren't all the same people. But up until you know the Civil War, they they generally had they generally got along fairly well. Um, and it wasn't as divided as it is now. Now, according to polls, we're as divided as we were during the Civil War. So, we're back to that again. So, a national divorce is a... Hopefully, what, what a lot of people are pushing is a peaceful divorce. Where the states can just talk and go about their own way. That's, that's what it is. It's... 
It's the states seeking session, secession from the union. So, that's what a national divorce is. Uh, thanks, DIY to survive you guys. No, not quite that short. Um, uh, so, what is an international divorce? We covered that. What is a... Sorry, I'm trying to read my plot points while driving and not wrecking. Um, so, I finally got it. My next talking point is, is it inevitable? Are, are we absolutely heading towards a national divorce? Or can it be avoided? Um, and there's strong people on both sides. There's absolutely strong people on both sides. And, and you know what? I had a note wrote down, like, the left are narcissists. So, uh, we'll get to that in a second. Is it, is it, so, a national divorce possibly would not be necessary if we could talk to one another. Um, it, the, if, there's certain, there's certain sort of prevailing things going around right now that I don't know that there is talking about getting around. I would absolutely love to avoid a national divorce and get this country back to, you know, be a good place. Uh, I don't know if it's going to happen, though. Like, the abortion thing, I don't... There's just no compromise to be had on that. Because compromise just led to the wrong place. So... I I kind of transitioned my way more libertarian anarchist as I grew older. I would say growing up, I didn't really care about politics a whole lot. Uh, I didn't give a shit. I, I, I was probably more left-leaning. Um, you know, growing up as a, you know, fairly inner-city kind of like, you know, skateboarding kid. But... As I grew older and I got smarter, you know, I started going more right and then libertarian anarchist. Um, and just, my used to be my philosophy on abortion was, well, I didn't care about anything that didn't personally affect me. Uh, and, and as a man, I wasn't having a lot of abortions and I wasn't telling girls to get abortions. Um, so it just was not something that I just, I cared about. Um, as I became more libertarian, I really still didn't care, to be honest. Um, it wasn't, it wasn't something I personally was doing. Um, I had a couple things change me. Obviously, having my daughter, uh, changed my perspective on babies, children, a lot. Um, I, I started to turn away from the, I don't personally care one way or the other to I I believe that killing babies was a bad thing and I, I like it's weird to say that that can be controversial I think killing babies is bad whoa James whoa that's a controversial topic no it's not you fool I, and 
so what really got me, like, I, you know, like, having the miracle of childbirth, you know, with my wife, having my daughter, um, just some other things, just, <laughs> I, I began to, to, to sort of turn around, and then, like, the nail in the coffin for me, the nail in the coffin was absolutely the, like, shout my abortion. Those people that were, like, bragging and wanting to get abortions, like, they were wanting to get knocked up so they could brag about their abortion. I drew the line there. Like, that was my line in the sand. Like, you get raped by your brother and you, you're having a baby. Uh, kind of a tough situation. Like, how... How rampant is, like, incest pregnancies, though? Like, I don't know. I, it can't be a huge number. So we're talking a small number. You know, and, and I feel like me and the right, we're willing to, like, give, you know, we're like, okay, fine. We'll seed on that. You can you can have your, your incest. Um, and, you know, cases where if we don't abort the baby, the mom and the baby are going to die. But if we go in there and remove this, you know, this bad, whatever's going wrong here, we can save the mother at least. Okay. I feel like most people are on board for that. You know, so we're like, fine, we'll give in on this. Then the left wanted, like, abortions to damn near, like, delivery day. Like, ah, uh, the day before, ah, uh, you know what? I'm just not feeling it does not feel it. I want to have this baby for Okay, fine. We'll do it. Like, that and the bragging about it, like, I'm sorry. The glue that holds our world together is shame. We don't have enough shame anymore. You're trying not to shame anyone for anything. That's why the world's falling apart. Like, you brag about killing a baby? That was it for me. Like, there, there's just, there's no, like, recourse at that point like I, I I removed my exceptions no abortions don't fucking get knocked up that's that's your don't get knocked up because if you do you're stealing with it and, and I'm completely in like marriage needs to be like a forcing like you put a man in front of a firing squad and say you knock this girl up you're with her and that baby, you know, till death do you part, or right now, death now. Uh, I, I'm just not like, it's a, you know, I, don't, I really feel like abortions should be easier. Not, I feel like adoptions should be easier. Uh, driving in the car maybe has my, my timing a little off. Um, adoptions should be easier. They're too hard. Uh, and they're too expensive. It should be easier for someone that realizes they can't take care of a baby, but they made a mistake. It should be easier for them to give that child away to a responsible party couple that's having trouble having a baby than it is to get an abortion. Um, is it inevitable? Honestly, I, I kind of lean towards yes. Um, uh, that the country will see a reckoning of this split 
this divisiveness. Um, me and a lot of people are kind of, kind of got our fingers crossed and hoping for a peaceful divorce. Um, Civil War is not off the books, though. I could. I'm not gonna say we won't see Civil War. I just hope it's peaceful. Uh, and that kind of leads me into like I just jotted down a couple of notes I want to talk about the peaceful divorce. The culture war is raging on. Like I, I don't feel like I'm really out of the way saying that we're in a cold civil war right now uh, with you know sparks. Like, and it it doesn't it just doesn't seem like government is trying to dissuade the culture war um and it a lot of I don't want to say right I want to say a lot of anti-left so like libertarians you know um agorists anarchists a lot of people that are not this like crazy leftist are fighting back with their own culture. Uh, Tim Pool put out music. Um, ben Shapiro's putting out movies. So there's a lot of trying to push back to like win the culture wars. You know, the, the Antifa riots, the the war on the MAGA Republicans. The culture war, like it's definitely a cold civil war is what we're in right now. with I, a lot of these events keep happening the the summer of love the riots the the some of the active shooters whether they be false flags or not like the guy that attacked the FBI after the raid on Trump's estate like I just I'm waiting for like no I'm not hoping but I I like Every time I see some of these events happen, I'm like, is this the shot heard around the world? Like, you know, like, um, after Roe versus Wade, there was like uh, rioters that tried to bust into the Arizona legislation and the people inside were trapped inside. So like, which one of these events, like it, it's almost like if you ever started a fire with a flint and steel or, or like, you know, a fire, a steel rod, ferro rod, you know, you almost never can you get it on the first try. You're striking, you're striking. You, you're seeing the, the sparks fly, it's hitting the tinder, and then finally it ignites. You know, which, which one of these events is going to be that that ignites it and it, it's not like it's slowing down like these things are happening more and more like I you can't tell me you can't tell me that Biden's speech his Emperor Palpatine speech wasn't trying to get some like mentally deranged person to do something there's no way. Like, that's that speech was definitely aimed at trying to 
get someone to pop off and be like, see, we told you. Those MAGA Republicans, they're they're violent extremists. I'm almost I'm almost surprised that some Antifa boys didn't just dress up with uh, Make America Great Again hats and just do something stupid. Uh, I mean... And where's Gavin McInnes? Has anyone heard from him yet? I'm thinking... Ah, man, this shit's getting crazy. Next up, I got... I got... I got two more thoughts. My final thought coming up. Um, Can it be peaceful? Can we avoid a hot civil war and have a peaceful divorce? I hope. I mean, honestly, I hope. Uh, I hope that, you know, Texas, Tennessee, Florida... You know, West Virginia, South Carolina. Like, I feel like a lot of us down here could very happily break away. And I watched a video of Candace Owens, who's great and puts out good content. Like, and and I saw a meme from the Libertarian Party. If you support abortion. Why do you wanna? Why do you wanna share the country with someone who wants to abort babies up to the last trimester? Like, there's no. We've already discussed abortion. There's no reconciling that. If someone wants to shout their abortion, I, I don't want them in my country. I'm sorry. Like. I, I will never compromise from this point. Like, I don't want people murdering babies and bragging about it. Period. And if you love abortion, if Roe versus Wade broke your heart and you want a woman to have absolute freedom, why do you want to share your country with me? That comes back to my point about leftists being narcissists. So, when you talk about a peaceful divorce, a national divorce, the leftists, like, lose their shit. They're like, you could, like, they do not want the country to break up. And I just, I don't understand, like, why do you want to force people that you think are racist, bigot, white supremacists, to stay in your country that are like, no, no, bro, I'll leave. All right, we'll go. Like, we'll shut the door behind us. We'll go. Um, what, like, I certainly don't see libertarians, and I see some, I see some pushback about that if we break up, that it, it would lead some of these more restrictive states with out sort of the influence of their less restrictive states like <coughs> if California had been its own country during COVID they absolutely would have had stricter policies absolutely without the government doing any sort of things or without like and without the without the federal government 
don't you think Texas, Florida, Tennessee would have been like, ah, yeah, we're done with this shit. We're done. I do think we would, so. Can it be peaceful? I, I hope, and I'd love for it to be peaceful. I'd love for more dialogue, more conversation, That's which is my final point. Like, and another, another point people push back is, can't we have a convention of the states use the 10th Amendment to try to fight some of these things? Yeah. Yeah, we can. Sure. Let's, let's do that. Like, we're not doing that. So let's have the conversation. Like, maybe that's, maybe that's like a compromise. Maybe like we hold off on a piece of divorce and... There's a deer in the road. Jump in front of my car, deer. Uh, I really want some deer meat, guys. Maybe, maybe if we start talking about the national divorce more, maybe if we get it more public and more people talking about it, maybe that'll push the drive for the convention of the states. Like, if it becomes fairly mainstream government will have to acknowledge it at some point. And it's already to the point where in a poll, one in four Americans said their state should think about seceding. One in four. There's another deer. Get in front of my car. Whoa, there's... They must know deer season is coming. Oh man, give me that back strap. So, my last point is, I really feel that a lot of this strife that we have, a lot of the culture war, is just from not talking. And there is a lot of like, there's a lot of voices being silenced and that's really creating a lot of problems. Like, when did, when did the left, I'm not gonna say leftist, when did the left, when did the liberals stop being pro-civil rights? That's when things really went off the deep end because Before, at, at least they had the freedom of speech. You know, like when I was growing up and I had more left, left-wing ideas, more liberal ideas, uh, freedom of speech was absolute. You had to have freedom of speech. Now, they do not want it. Now, hate speech trumps freedom of speech. I'm sorry, it does not. So, I feel like the lack of discourse, the lack that we can talk to each other as a country anymore, and that we're actively being shut down is really fueling this. And when you, when you oppress a population of people from being able to communicate, when you're shadow banning people, when you're kicking them off of social media, when you're witch hunting them and cancel culturing them like what do you think the natural end for that is you think 
you think you're unpeopling people that they no longer exist because they've been canceled like that weighs heavy on a, on a group of people and I mean it leads to one place like hopefully it leads to a peaceful divorce that's that's what I hope and I'm just trying to I'm trying to spread the news and talk about it. I I don't want a civil war. Uh, and I feel like everyone smart and intelligent also does not want a civil war. <sighs> this has been James from SurvivalPunk.com. DIY to survive, you guys.